Alrighty, Shalom of Racha. Friends, thank you so much for joining. We're going to jump into the teaching that we have tonight. A lengthy and very, very beautiful teaching from the Tasha Rebbe. What a privilege to learn his words with all of you. So thank you for being here as always and joining with us in our learning. Um, I'm going to share my screen and we'll jump into it. All with the help of the Master of the World. What a privilege. Mamash a privilege. Okay. So, this week's parasha, parasha Tetzaveh, we're discussing the begadim of the Kayin Gadol in the beginning of the parasha, and then we move into some of the procedures that took place at the inauguration of the Mishkan, of the Chanukas HaMishkan. Uh, and then at the very end of the parasha, the Soifa parasha, and this is what the Tashrebbe begins with, and we'll get to the beginning of the parasha at the end, but Basaif Parsha Karanu Hayoim Vikhiper Arain Akanoisav Achas Vashana Midam Khatas Hakipurin. We speak about the blood that Aaron Akain is using to be Mechaper on Am Yisrael. From this Khatas that was brought up on Yoim Kippur. Achas Bashana one time a year, Yechaper Alabladarisechem, the Kain Gadol, and in this case Aaron Akain, shall be tasked with going ahead and atoning for all of Am Yisrael through this carbon and through the Avoida of Yom Kippur. You know, it always struck me as interesting. It's just a, a, an interesting thought. I think more generally and more broadly outside the context of this particular teaching that we'll be learning together, but more broadly, it's well known that the Ched HaEgel was to the Jewish nation what the Chet Eitz Hadas was to Adam and Chava. So what their individual sin was in terms of eating from the Eitz Hadas Tovarah and all the terrible repercussions that that had in their own lives and the lives of humanity as a whole was ultimately replicated in the experience of Am Yisrael at the Chet HaEgel. And the way that we know this, there's a lot of different facets to it. But one of the classic ways of understanding this is that Chazal tell us that when Adam and Chava ate from the Eitzadas Toivirah, the essentially external snake that we speak about in chapter one of the story of our lives, the essential, essentially foreign force of the Nachash, which was outside of their being, the Pasuk says, and, and, and Chazal say, that the, that, that the Nachash was hitel bazuhama, that the Nachash sort of injected itself and its own venom within the organism of Chava, which is ultimately symbolic for the entirety of humankind, certainly the entirety of the, of the Jewish nation, Chava is called In Kol Chai. And Chazal tell us that when Am Yisrael stood at the foot of Har Sinai in their Lashen, the Gemara Shabbos, Paska Zuhamasam. That Zuhama, that impurity, Paska, it seized, it stopped. But ultimately it came back again through the Chet Egel. And the Chet Egal brought again Misa into the world. The Chet Egal again brought back so much of what had seized when Am Yisrael arrived at, um, at, at Har Sinai, when they were Mechabal the Torah in such a way of unity and Kedusha and Tara and clarity and essence and, and all of that. And so it's just an interesting thing to think about that if we work our way back from the Chet Eitz we have two distinct stages. There's a world without Adam and Chava, and then there's a world with Adam and Chava, and then there's the Chet Egel a couple of hours later. 
And interestingly enough, you find a similar model with the Chet Egal. Because if you work your way back from the Chet Egal, which is in next week's parsha, you have this week's parsha, which is the Begadim of the Kohen Gadol. And you have last week's parsha, which is a, dis- a discussion of the Kalim and the different elements of the Mishkan. Now, Chazal tell us about the Mishkan, that's, and the Zohar Kaddish says it, but the Gemara Brachas toward the end also says, in the, in the way of the Zohar Kaddish, Tziur de Mashkana, that the Tziur, the, 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 um, the image of the Mishkan, and the way that it was constructed, paralleled the, the structure of creation, the creation of the world. And Chazal tell us at the very end of the, of, of, or toward the end of Masechah's Brachas, Chazal tell us that Betzalel, who was the one who put together the Mishkan, as we'll learn in the beginning of next week's parsha, Betzalel had to know the permutation of letters that HaKadosh Baruch Hu used to go ahead and create the natural world. The Pasuk says, the Gemara, I'm sorry, the Gemara says, Yoideyahoyabetzalel and so it emerges a fascinating thing. Last week's parsha parallels the creation of the world because the Mishkan is parallel to the creation of the world and it's created with the letters that the world is created with. This week's parsha is the, is the, uh, is the presence and the appearance of Adam on the scene, which is, emblem, which is emblematized and symbolized in the Kayin Gadol. And that's why we speak about the Begadim of the Kayin Gadol. And then next week's parsha is Chet Egel. Next week's parsha is the Chet Eitz and those three things parallel uh, each other. So I just wanted to mention that at the beginning of the shir. I think it's a fascinating uh, thing to consider. And so with that, let's jump into the teaching of the Tasha Rebbe over here. I'm just going to make a bracha. Baruch atah Adoino, Yeloheinu, Melech HaOlam, Shachol, Nehiyeh, B'dvarei. Says the Tasha Rebbe, Uperish Rashi HaKadosh, Rashi comments on this Pasuk saying, Achas Bashana, what's this one time a year? What's it a reference to? B'yoyim HaKippurim. Interestingly enough, the beginning of Tana de Belio, to other places also, but Tana de Belio, Darshan's another Pasuk expounds on another, on another verse that also includes uh, this concept of Achas. Right now it's slipping my mind. Um, uh, I don't have it in front of me, but it, it, it darshan's another another word with the with the uh, another pasuk with the word echad in it or some form of that word, and 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 darshan's that this is a reference to Yom Kippur. So Yom Kippur is connected to unity. Yom Kippur is, ex- is connected to oneness. Can speak about that for a very long time. We don't have time to get into that now. The connection between echad and Yom Kippur. It's called a yom echad. And so we hear also Rashi comments on this pasuk, achas bashana, the same idea of one time a year. One day a year, of course, is going to be a reference to b'yom ha-kippurim. Hariya parashim istayem, says the Tashareba, the parasha finishes the inyan avoidas kayin gadol with a discussion and a reference to the avoid of the kayin gadol, sha'avad b'yom ha-kippurim l'chapra al-bnei Yisrael. That the kayin gadol toiled on Yom Kippur to go ahead and to bring about, again, atonement on the entirety of the Jewish nation through his exalted service. Says the Tashareba, this Pasuk, which we are reading now, this time of year, in Adar, albeit Adar Aleph, 
But it's going to be a hint to the days of Purim that are upon us, Be'ezer Hashem, in another few weeks. Kibiroi Vashanim, which is ex- accepting our year, and Ibr Yarin, right, and leap years. So Anu Kairim Parsha Zu Purim. Most years, this Parsha would be in other Be'ez, and much like it's Purim Kata, next week it would be Purim next week, right? So Titzava is very bound up with Yom Kippur. Purim Katan itself is not a, it, it says Purim Katan, but it's a very exalted day. And so whatever we're going to learn now about the actual Purim, both applies to the actual Purim, which Bezer Hashem will get to experience in a few weeks. But Purim Katan is, is, is not Katan. It's, it's, uh, it's maybe a Purim joke that we call Purim Katan, Purim Katan. It's not Purim Katan. It's, a, it's an exalted Purim. It's, an, it's a very, very deep day that Sadiqim describe what's going on Purim Katan. It's unbelievable. Other, other Tzadikim. And so this Pasuk that's a reference to Yom Kippur is in Smichus, is juxtaposed to the time period within which we read this parsha, and of course that's the time period of Adar, whether it's Adar Aleph like this year, or usually Adar Beis, right before Purim, either Purim Katan or Purim itself. Kiyoim Kipurim, and says the Tashar Eba, this is well known, what's brought in the Tikkun that Purim is Kariyas al-Shem Yoim HaKipurim. We refer to Purim because that name connotes a relationship with Yoim HaKipurim. Ki Yoim Kipurim, which is, its, which is the longer form of what we refer to as Yoim Kippur, it's called Yoim HaKipurim, who Yoim Kipurim can be read as Yoim Kippurim, a day that is like Purim. Bechaf hadimian, with that letter Chaf that hints to a likeness. It is similar to, it is comparable to Purim. And all the tzaddikim say, based on the Gemara and Tainus and other places, mi nitla bimi. If I want to compare one thing to another thing, what am I using to compare to? I'm using something much greater than the thing that I'm comparing because I'm not going to say that my uh, Mustang, oh, I don't even know if that's a good car anymore, but uh, my, my Lamborghini drove so well that it drove like a Honda Odyssey. I'm not going to say that, right? I'll say it the other way around, that my Honda Odyssey drove like my Lamborghini. The small thing gets compared to the great thing. And so too over here, crazily enough, Yoim HaKippurim, if Yom Kippur is called that because it's likened to Purim, then what does it tell you about Purim? It tells you that in relation to Purim, okay, crazily enough, Yom Kippur is the Honda Odyssey, and Purim is the Lamborghini. Crazy. Mamish, crazy. It's like what Purim is. We have no Asaga. Yom Kippur is called that because it's Yom Kippurim. It's only like Purim. But Purim is where it's at. Says the Tasha Rebbe, in the same way that on the day of Yom Kippur there's no eating or drinking. One of the reasons for that is not only that it's a tikkun and it's a kapara on ourselves. That's true. And there are many, many different reasons for why we go ahead with those inuyim. Obviously, there's one element in which we're likening ourselves to malachim, which is why you know we're wearing white kitlach and 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 or uh, the or the kittles. I don't know. If, that's actually the plural of kittel, kitlach. Could be, I made that up. I don't know. We have to check it in with people. But, we, but we're trying to go ahead and making ourselves into like malachim. But there's also an element in which there's no achila and there's no shasiyah. There's nothing gashmi because the energy of Yom Kippur is the energy of Olam Haba. The energy of Yom Kippur is the energy of Olam Haba. Shemizgalabay ara keser. There's the, le- the, the, the level of keser, which is the most glorious, elevated, 
spiritual state and spiritual level, which is rachem and gemurim. There's no din in keser. Nothing that we can call maybe the shorish of din. It's a big sugya in the Ramak and Shari Aaron. And the Mikubalim speak about where did din come from if there's no din in keser. So there has to be some ezebachina dak of, of some level of small and, and, so, and even that's a bachina and so on and so forth. Keser is rachamim gemurim. And that is shining on Yom Kippur. And Yom Kippur, therefore, is like it's Olam Haba. It's, it's, we get wrapped back up into HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Ratzon long before anything was created. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's idealized vision. That's how we are in Yom Kippur. HaKadosh Baruch Hu sees nothing but the shining image of the Jewish nation that served as the impetus and the catalyst for creation. Yisrael, alu b'machshava t'chila. Am Yisrael are rooted in a place, alu b'machshava, even higher than machshava, in the, in the place of t'chila, in the place of ratzon, in the place of keser. And that shining on Yom Kippur, shemizgala b'ara keser, says the tzaddik, kein misgala or hazeb purim. That same light is shining on purim. Elo shabe purim, nimshach koyach al yidei achilu shesiyah. Indicative of the incredibly lofty nature of Purim that transcends the loftiness of Yom Kippur is that on Purim we can tap into the same energy, but we do not need to separate ourselves from food and drink. Because we're able to channel the holiness in such a way that we can infuse our eating and drinking with that Kedusha. That's the level of Purim. If about Yom Kippur, the Pasuk in Mayikra says, That on this day, you shall, it shall atone for you. Uh, discussion, say for Achinach and others, you know, what happens if a person doesn't do tshuva on Yom Kippur? Does the day itself, is the day itself enough, right? There's an element of the awesome nature of the day itself is to purify you from all of your, not you, me, and us, and, and, and all people who need it from all of our sins, to become purified before Hashem, lefnei Hashem titaru. That means that Purim contains this element as well. In greater measure. Yom Kippur is a time of tshuva out of awe, out of dread, out of incredible gravity, heaviness. There's no vidui on Purim. There's no clapping al chait. We don't speak about any of our sins. Adarabah. We leave that mind space entirely. And Purim is tshuva me'ava. Ki az hadar kiblu asatar metaych ava. And the Pasuk says, Kimu v'kiblu ayuhudim, kimu mashe kiblu kvar. Hadar kiblua, they received the Torah again. Why did they need to receive the Torah again? The Tzadik can explain many different, again, many different interpretations, whether this was them accepting Torah Shabbat Peh, right? I, I, you know, previously they had only accepted Torah Shabbat which is why Purim is very connected to Torah Shabbat Peh, and the Or of Torah Shabbat Peh. Or, the Tzadik can explain, and that's what he's quoting over here, that whereas the original Kabbalah Satayr was an element of Yira, and they accepted the Torah because Hashem held the mountain over our head and it was a terribly frightening experience and we died and we came back to life and there was terrible thunder and lightning and fire and, and smoke and, and a shoifer blowing. It was very, very intense. On Purim, we're re-receiving the Torah this time 
out of love. That's why at the very, very end of the parsha we make reference to Yom Kippur. Why? Because we're standing right before Purim. And Purim is connected to Yom Kippur. And so Oiris Livavenu, Kadesh Baruch Hu, you know, was the architect of this anomaly that we should just happen to, right, happen to read this Pasuk at this time of year. Again, whether it's Purim Katan, Purim Gadol, it's, 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 it's an Adar, right? And it's getting us ready for Purim. To awaken and inspire our hearts. It's the, it's the avoid of Tshuva that we need to go ahead and do now, much like, just like the days leading up to, to Yom Kippur, that are says, and then after, after a whole month of Elul, it means to say, if we are heading toward a Yom Kippur of our own, right now, in the middle of the year, completely distant from that gravity of the Yom Kippur, but it's Mamash Yom Kippur, so then this time period is, so to speak, the Elul. And we're going to eventually get to an Aseris Yom Kippur. It's the same thing. Maybe even in greater measure. Yes, it's a little bit different. And the tshuva that we're doing now has a different feel. And it's not that era. But at the same time, it requires that we invest conscious thought into trying to go ahead and better ourselves in preparation of that day so that we can build kalim, vessels. Like the Pradichava says, how do you make vessels? I think it was the first Hama Arshaba video that we sent out. We're getting close to 100. I think today was the 98th video. It's so incredible. So, <clears throat> how do you make vessels? And the Bredichavah says on the Pasuk, You know what a keli is? It's a chatzar. When you have a courtyard, somebody does a delivery, you have somewhere to put it because you have a courtyard. How do you make a courtyard for all the hashpa'os, for all the shefa that a Kaddish Baruch wants to send down? How do you make a courtyard? And you know what the answer is? The beginning of the Pasuk. Nichsefah. When I prepare amidst great yearning and my heart is longing for a yantiv and I'm preparing the hachana and I'm putting in preparation consciously and I'm getting myself ready and I'm learning about the yantiv which all of us, I hope we're all taking this journey of Torah Yud together which I'll mention a little bit but I know many of us are. We're preparing. Purim's on our mind. Not just because we're getting our costumes ready and we're going ahead and trying to make sure that we know where we're doing the suda and what we're making and, and, and what the theme of our Shalach Manis is. All of that is beautiful also and, it, and it's shining from one end of the world to the other. But it's a different level of preparation when we're getting our neshamas ready or we're getting our minds ready. When we're yearning and we're longing for these days that are upon us, guess what, guess what happens next? L'chatzres Hashem. That produces the chatzor. This is the Kedusha Slevi's Torah. L'chatzor Hashem. That's what gives us the keli. So that when the hashpahs of keser come down, and when that floodgate is opened on that day of Purim, which Yom Kippur is only Yom Kippur because it's Yom Kippurim. And that shefa of keser, of olam haba, of, 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 of ava comes down, we have the kalim. We have the kalim because we prepared. And so he says, that's what we need to be doing in these days. We're lucky again. You know, when there's two others, it means there's that much more time to prepare. There's no excuse. There's so much to learn. You know, there's so much. You can go ahead and spend the rest of your life, every single Adar, trying to learn another safer in preparation for Purim, and you won't scratch the surface of what Purim is. 
And I bless us that we should have that, that we should every year to, to be a different limud that we're using to go ahead and preparing for Purim. Every year, there's so much, there's so much. It's mamash a privilege. And so, we have to be putting in that effort in this time period as well to try extra hard, and we're always trying, but to go out of our way, to go ahead and to be medactic. Just like the incredible nace of Purim, even though the seeds had been laid long before then, who is running the whole, the whole thing, and Purim is so deep because it's not a nace, which Hanukkah is, right? And that's the Indian of Bina, one above seven. That's the Indian of, of, of you know, the overtly miraculous nature of Hanukkah. Purim is even deeper because Purim is a Nes B'Soich Teva that's what we started speaking about earlier that Yom Kippur is the Bechina of Nes Mimala Teva so Yom Kippur I need to go ahead and I need to get myself ready to sort of leave nature because of the danger that nature and, and, that, and that physicality represents to my spiritual striving but Purim is, Purim is the opposite of that Purim is a Nes B'Soich Teva Purim says eat, drink, enjoy be a person and you can bring the light of Kesser down there. That, that's the element of, you know, what we say in Tar Lamed and Lakut Imran and other places, this idea in Tar, in tar Yud, we're going to speak about it a lot, Bezer Hashem in the Shirim that are, that are yet to come, Bezer Hashem in the, in, the, uh, in the weeks ahead. As we get closer and closer to Purim, it becomes more and more Purim oriented. But there's a model of this idea that the greater the light, the further down it's able to illuminate. Right? And actually, we spoke about it a little bit in the Torah Yudshirim in the beginning when we spoke about how the greatness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's name is revealed dafka when those furthest from him draw close. We already mentioned that idea. That's going to be a pattern that will show up throughout the Torah. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. Mamasha, Torah Yud is a whole universe in and of itself. Mamasha, universe. But it's the same thing here. Because Purim is a greater light, it's able to illuminate the deeper darkness. And so we can eat and drink on Purim. But the same way that the nace of Purim was founded upon Am Yisrael's active tshuva, Lech Knois Kala Yehudim, gather all the Jews together, another aspect of Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur being connected to Echod, Pam Achas Bashana, Yom Achas Bashana, is connecting to Yom Kippur. And so Purim is also, it's all about Achta, Shalach Manas, Ishlari Eyu, Matanaslav Yoinim, to engender love, to engender Ava, to engender unity, to engender essentiality, which is bound up with Keser, which is our Ratzon, and in Malchus, in the applied ways that we behave, we become fragmented, but in the Kesser of who we are, we're one. We don't have Cheshboinus Rabim. Adam Yashar. That's the place of Kesser. We just are, and that's the light that's shining on, on, on Yom Kippur, and that's why Yom Kippur is connected to one and unity and oneness. And that's the light that's shining on Purim, which is why Purim is so much about togetherness. Mishtava Simcha, families getting together, people eating together, communities getting together. That's the Indian of Purim. But what were they doing when they got together? They were doing tshuva. And Mordechai went with sackcloth and ashes on his head. And Mordechai was, So it's the same thing every year. As we get closer to Purim, And through that, the same thing, we're going to be able to awaken those same lights and those same hashpaos and those same energies to go ahead and to channel a very, very lofty light of miracles into our lives in a hidden way to realize that nature is miraculous. The, 
a little bit the subject of the video that I put out earlier today, right? To live in a world of wonder where everything is shining. Everything, nature, not, not just in the base medrash. That's Yom Kippur. This also ties into Tariyud, by the way, because <laughs> this is the Hasag of Bayis. Don't you understand? The Hasag of Har is Yom Kippur. That's the Hasag of Har. So I have to go, I, I apologize to those who are not holding in Tariyud, not just because I'm saying something that you don't know, but I apologize that you're not holding in Tariyud. <laughs> but Bezer Hashem, in future years, I hope that you'll take that journey with us and we'll do it again. Because it's endless. Tariyud itself is endless, of course. But just for the Hever that are connecting to the Tariyud Shirim, Yom Kippur is the Hasag of Har. Because you have to go ahead and you have to climb up a mountain proverbially, but you have to go and, you know, fasting and, 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 and the Chamesha Sinuyim and not wearing shoes and, and all these different things means to say you have to climb up a mountain to get ready. But Purim, and this is the whole message of the Tariyud, is a, is a Purim Tyra, is, is itself a saga of bias, is itself a saga of Mishdeva Simcha. Is that saga of being a person eating and drinking and yet channeling not just the light of Kesser that's shining on Yom Kippur, a deeper light that Yom Kippur is only Yom Kippur because it's Yom Kippurim. It's a deeper Hasaga and that's able to shine down and illuminate down into the depth. This is very, very deep, but just a little remez, a little chiddish, a little remez. There's no even shear without a chiddish. Mamash, amazing, right? So that's the element over here that we're speaking about. It's miksha achas. All the things check. Everything, everything connects. It's, it's, it's uh, you know, the Torah is emes. The Torah is really emes. What a privilege to learn it. What a privilege. Okay, so now he says, Prepare yourself for another Tariyud reference here. When we're going ahead and trying to actualize this journey of tshuva there are two aspects that a person needs to work on like the Gemara says in Chulin uh, confounding Chazal that we quote in Sunlight of Redemption in a footnote I believe regarding how Esav appeared when he came to go ahead and battle with Yaakov Avinu Chad Amar, one man the Amar said, Kitalmud Chacham Nidmelai. The Sar Shal Esav appeared like a Talmud Chacham. The Chad Amar Ka'ibid Kachavim Nidmelai. And the other man the Amar says, No, he showed up like an idol worshiper. Now, without getting into, right, I mean, we're going to get into it, but without reading further into the Tasha Rebbe's take on this, it's possible also to suggest that this itself is connected to the Bechinas that we're learning in Tariyud. If you remembered, the two vulnerabilities that exist on the two extremities of the human experience that Amalek seeks to battle. Amalek Gematria Mar, that he tries to take a person that's struggling and drag him down into depression and bitterness. Amalek Gematria Rum, that Amalek tries to go ahead and to maximize on the vulnerability of the human being in a time of success to drag that person into what? Drag that person into Gaiva. Gaiva, exactly right, Gaiva. That's the Indian of Amalek. And that Tzaddik, which is what we're connecting, which is what we're learning about in Torah Yud, about the Bechina of connecting to the Tzaddik, that Tzaddik is connected Amalek in the Klippa. And so we learned at length 
We can't get the whole thing now, but we learned at length that the tzaddik needs to do the opposite of Amalek. Whereas Amalek goes ahead and he's mashpil shvalim and he's magbiagehim, the tzaddik does the opposite. And the tzaddik gives the person who's sinking down low, the tzaddik gives him chizuk, and that's what we call the hasaga of meloi. Meloi chal aretz kavoyde, Hashem is with you. And Conversely, the tzaddik goes ahead and relates to the person that's in a time of aliyah, and the tzaddik brings him down. He's mashpil geim who magbiashvalim, just like we say about a kodesh baruch Hu, by giving him what we refer to as the hasaga of ayeh. So it's possible to suggest that in this lesson about Purim, quoting this Maimar Chazal, it's very very deep, and of course Esav is related to Amalek. Amalek comes from Esav. Esav and the sarshal Esav that's connected to Amalek also shows up in two different ways. He shows up as the Talmud Chacham. That would be the element of Gaiva. That would be the element where the Sarshal Esav attacks a Yaakov Avinu when he's doing well and tries to make him feel proud and pride over how much he's doing and how much he's learning and how much he's accomplishing and how much he knows. All these elements to make him feel about Gaiva and to start looking down on other people, etc., etc. But on the other hand, he shows up as a Oivid Kachavim, which means to say it's the vulnerability of feeling low. And he comes and he tells a person, you're so, you're hopeless. He, he, he compels us and pushes us into despair. And so that's also a Tari Yud Remes, amazing Remes. Mamash, an amazing Remes, that this Sarshal Esa, from whom Amalek will descend, it's already embedded in his first attack, is these two aspects of what Amalek is. Mamash, Tari's Emes. But over here he says something else. He says, there are two things that we need to rectify. And of course, they're going to be uh, represented in these two elements of the way that the Sarah Shal Esav manifests. Heich Sarah Shal Esav, Shu Ayetzer, Hu Hasamach Mem, which is uh, terminology we refer to, the Satan, that's short for his name. There are two ways in which he comes, in Bar Yisrael, that the inner Esav, right, means to say the Yetzirah and the Sat and the Samach Mem comes to go ahead, Ashahua Yetzirah, the Yetzirah, <coughs> excuse me, comes to battle with the Jewish person. There's one element in which the Yetzirah attacks a Jew in the form of an Akum, means to say in the form of thoughts of, of idol worship in all of its different manifestations. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me, la Averis la Hedya. And he comes to try to go ahead and drag him into Averis. That's the Indian of Avikhavim. But of Aifin Shane in Idmalaika Talmud Chacham. On the other hand, it's not an overtly negative, impure experience that we feel the Surmira, but it's in the Asay Toiv. While the person's learning, while the person's davening. He's causing all sorts of ulterior motives and negative thoughts and, 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 and distorted perspectives and so on and so forth to become mixed in to the element of the Talmud Chacham. And so this is how the Sar Shalei is a little bit different than what we were saying. The Sar Shalei Esav shows up in these two ways in our lives. Again, thoughts of uh, grandosity and and arrogance. Um, and, and, um, he prevents us. It's not an Avera, right? It's not, meaning he's, it's, he's not trying to go ahead and get, he's letting us sit in the base medrash, he's letting us daven, he's letting us do the mitzvahs. But at the same time, he manages to corrupt them because he's the Talmud Chacham sitting next to us.
I'm reminded of, really, I think it's an unrelated story about the Kedusha Slevi, um, but it's related in some way. And I, I'm not either sure that it has a very clear-cut message, but it's one of the famous stories in the Radich Barab's biography that when he was coming close to Hasidus, having drawn close to the Maggot of Mizrich before he went to learn by, by the Rebbe of Shmelke of Nikolsburg, who would refer to the Kedusha Slevi, crazily enough, as my Rebbe in... Uh, in, in Nigla, and the Radichever would refer to Rishmak of Nikolsberg as my Rebbe in Nister. So they became like Talmud Chavar because they were both really Talmidim of the Magid. But in the beginning of the, of the Kedusha Slavis Iskarvas, which his father-in-law was incredibly, incredibly opposed to, incredibly opposed to, long stories about the way in which the Radichever's father-in-law was mamish, anti, anti, anti. But right in the beginning, when the father-in-law, who happened to have also been a very wealthy individual, was trying to show off his son-in-law, was a big going. Everybody knew that he was an incredible Talmud, you know, scholar and 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 uh, an halachic, you know, decider. He was a genius. And um, it came time for, I believe it was Ata Reisa. I believe it was the kibud on Simchas Torah when you get to go ahead and open up the Aron and give out the uh, give out the kibud and the, the, the you know the Sefer Torah, and 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 you know, go ahead and, and sort of run that first uh, hakafa, give give the different kibudim in the beginning, out to different people, and so they were mechabed. They honored the, uh, the, the son-in-law of the Kedusha Slevi's father-in-law, the Kedusha Slevi, with this incredible kibud in the beginning of Simchas Taira. And he takes the talis, you know, and the father-in-law is just, I guess, hoping that, you know, he, he, he for some reason, is not going to be acting like the Berdichever today. Of course, he was wrong, because the Berdichever was always the Berdichever. And the Berdichever takes the talis, and he goes up to the front, and he puts it on, and he waits a minute, and then he takes it off, and he puts it on the side, and he starts walking back to his seat. Then he turns around and he goes back and he puts on the talus. Looks like he's ready to start the the uh, the uh, the uh, Resa. Two minutes later, he takes it off and he puts it on the side and he starts walking back to his seat. And his father-in-law is dying of shame. <laughs> he's like, "This is everything I hoped would not happen. Like this is this is what I was what I was worried about. Bizarre behavior that he couldn't understand." And the Bedichever went back and forth doing this. A number of times, and people are looking at each other like, what is going on here? It was bizarre. Until finally the Bedichever cries out, if you're such a Lamdin, and you're such a Talmud Chacham, then you say Ata Reisa. And he puts the talis down and he walks back to his seat. The father-in-law was very, very upset. And in a bid to placate his father-in-law, and to try to explain his behavior, the Radichever came to him and he said, let me explain. I don't think that this explanation would have been enough <laughs> to satisfy the father-in-law. I think the explanation itself is part and parcel of the time, the behavior he was suspicious of. But nonetheless, the Radichever came and he, he said the following. He said, when I went up there to start Ata Reisa, the Yitzhahara came and he whispered into my ear, who do you think you are? to go ahead and to do Ata Reisa in front of the Kihila. Why, why should you get the kibud? And the Bredichever said, I answered him because I spent all my time learning. I spent, and I'm connected to the Torah of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and I'm an Oivad Hashem, and I, and I sacrifice for, for these ideals, and I've devoted my life to this. So the Yitzhar said, Ha, you think you're a big Lamdin? He said, any Torah that you learn, I'm in you, and I'm learning it right along with you. 
But the Chavar said, okay, I hear it's a good time. And he put it down. This went back and forth. Back and forth a number of times, until the Radichiver told his father-in-law, "Finally, I cried out. If you're such a lamdin and you're such, so then okay, and you say ataresa. The message is somewhat unclear. I think peripherally, a lesson that we can take from the story is that the Sahara thinks it has a kiyum, meaning thinks it exists. But in truth, it's just, a, it's just an extension of our Kedusha to the point that when we give up ourselves and we say, okay, I'm going back to my seat, there is no Yetzirah that can do Ataresa because it's just an extension of our own trajectory toward Kedusha. And so I think like that's a very stark sort of you know, message that comes out of this image of the Radhichava just leaving the talus there and saying, okay, Yitzhahari, you take it. It doesn't exist. It's an illusion. He's nothing. There's nothing that can fill the talus with the human form because he doesn't exist. He's inside of us, right? But, 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 the, but also this message, and that's what is related to what we're learning here, is that the Yitzhahari could also be a Talmud Chacham. And the Yitzhahari also learns with us and he also davens with us and he's also with us in all the mitzvahs. And this is the second kind of Yitzhahara that we need to be aware of when we're doing tshuva in these days in preparation for Purim that the Tashareb is describing. Back inside. It's these two things that we need to be trying to go ahead and rectify and rectifying in these days. This is a little bit intense, so make yourself strong a little bit because it's sharp. The first thing is to be very, very sure that we're clean from Averus, right? That are going to be symbolized and, um, and are symbolized in what we spoke about, that the, um, that the Sarshal Esav shows up as the Oivid Kachavim. To make sure that our thoughts and our words and our actions should be free of sin. Specifically, we're speaking about purity in, these, in, in the sense of moral purity, in the sense of Kedushas Habris, to guard that area, to guard that sanctity in our lives, which is the essence, it's connected to the Midah of Yesod, it's the foundation of Kalatara. Like the Zara Kaddish says in no uncertain terms, fortunate are the Jewish nation. That a Kaddish Baruch who connects with us, like he's our friend more than any of the nations of the world. And a Kaddish Baruch who gave us his covenant, and a Kaddish Baruch who gives us this mitzvah of bris, which relates, by the way, both to males and females, and the raya is because even the women say in benching, right? The women say that also. It's not a different lashon. There's an aspect of this area in our lives and in the lives of women as well. It might show up in a different way, but that's the element of kedusha and morality and all the different midas that are associated with that that don't have to actually literally be this particular avera that's more male-oriented, but anivus is connected to shmir sabris and, and, and histapkus, right? Uh, knowing limits. All this is connected to, to shmir sabris, just a different, it's a different, a different facet of it, but it's all connected. 
And so HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us this incredible thing, right? Of course, the Midah of Yesod has a shame, a holy name that's associated with it. And this name that's associated with the Midah of Yesod is the shame Shakai, which Chazal interpret to mean Misha Amar La'olamai Dai. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu puts limits on things. The ability to know that there's a limit. The ability to know and to respect limits and gvulim and limitations in our lives. To stay within the boundaries of what is ours and not go ahead to overreach into other people's lives. All of this is Shmir Sabris. It might not be the classical definition of it, but all of this is Shmir Sabris and it applies to males and, and females, to men and women alike. The Cholman de Ispe Hai Os Loi Naches We know that Avram Avinu, Chazal tell us Avram Avinu sits at the opening of Gehenna, and anybody who has a bris, again, not just speaking about the males, right, but anybody who's connected to this midah and guarding the purity of this area, Avram Avinu prevents from going into Gehenna. And so the Zohar Kaddish echoes the sentiment, anybody who has this element, it's not going to see Gehenna. And I would suggest that it's not just speaking about the Gehenna in the world to come. I would, I would suggest that it's speaking about being saved from a, from a hellish experience of Olam from a hellish experience of this world. That's also called Gehenna. And we can be spared from that. We can avoid all of that. Mamish hell. If we're guarding this area of our lives properly, not going ahead. And Adarabba, he describes it in, in, in this incredible way to Meshachar Bishmei Demalka, to essentially swear falsely in the name of the king. The Chalmah Meshachar Bahai, any person who's unfaithful, that's what it means, who's lying in this area, Keman Demeshachar Bishmei Demalka, it's like a person lies in, you know, and, and swears falsely in the name of Hashem. Tichsev Ba'ashem Bagadu, Kibanim Zarim Yaladu, Adkan, this uh, terrible Pasuk in Hashem, uh, to go ahead and, 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 uh, and, and rebel against Hashem. Hashem Bagadu. In the name of Hashem, they rebelled. Kibanim Zarim Yaladu. And that's a reference to a Pagama Bris. Us, as Lasha So that's Adkan, that's the Lashan of the Zarek Kaddish. As Lashan Azeshel Azarek Kaddish, Roy Adam Lachsar Meya Pa'am of the Echad. He says, You need to review this 101 times. Kibizesha Adam Nimal Shmoina Dain Leinatz and Medina Shal Gehenim. The Bris that we had at eight days old is not, please excuse the pun, going to cut it. It's not going to cut it. Why? Because it's not enough. It's not enough to have a bris, but to go ahead and to work, and of course it's a lifetime work, and, and it's the struggle of our generation, etc., 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 etc. But to go ahead and to try, to go ahead and to do what we can, genuinely, to guard this area. It was such a bad joke, I made somebody leave that joke. <laughs> this is an element of swearing falsely, so to speak, in Hashem's name. What is going to be valuable in the Torah and feel of a person? Again, it's a very intense formulation. If at the same time, the person's rebelling against Hashem. Right? It means that there's a foundation that's not yet fully built. And that the building's therefore going to necessarily going to be shaken. It's called a bris. Bris, kiadua, is gematria 6.12. And we know that there are 6.13 mitzvahs in the Torah. Bris being the 613th. And it's gematria 6.12 because it's letting us know that all the other mitzvahs of the Torah are dependent on this mitzvah. 
And that's bris, Oisius Taryad, Gematria 612. And this is the very Pigam that Amalek and Haman tried to go ahead and to inflict upon us. This very thing. Which we read, and they read it in that parsha. or that it must have been Parsha Zachar, Asher Kor Chabaderech. Not just that they happened upon you, and we've discussed this in chapter one of the story of our lives about the Kriros, also Alashan Kriros, but it's also Alashan of Keri, which is this Tuma that's associated with Gamma Briz. That's Amalek's whole thing. And of course, all the different interpretations connect one with the other. That's the hell of living a cold life. A hell of living a life without boundaries means a life that's stale. means a life that nothing's exciting. A life where there's no, so to speak, hilchas nida, right? Which is connected to this concept very, very much so. It's an area of guarding ourselves that's built into halacha. A life without any of that is a life that's this life of kriros. Because if there's no boundary and everything's permissible, then nothing's, nothing, the quality of life is gone. The quality of life, forget about the quantity. This world is quantity, quantity, quantity. But the Olam Haba is the quality. The princess is the quality. And that gets destroyed when there's no boundaries. That gets destroyed. And that's what I referred to before as a hellish existence of Olam Hazeh. We think we're, it's a big Oibrechacham. We can outsmart God by saying, I don't want to be so restricted. I don't want to live such a restrictive life. Guess what? I, we, we refer this. We, we, refer, we, we refer to this in... Other shiurim, I think we spoke about it, Mamish, just this past Tuesday. All those restrictions, all that shame shakai, the Indian of bris, the Indian of gvulim, is Mamish what gives pleasure to our experience of life. Those restrictions themselves, that's a big das, that's a big seichel to start to know that and to get to know that. And to start to believe that and to start to live that way. That there are limits. And when there are limits, then the permissible becomes that much more enjoyable. That much more paradise-oriented as opposed to hell-oriented. Therefore, says the Helegatash Rebbe, before we go ahead and get to the days of Purim, Purim Kata next week, Purim Gadol, Habalin Lutoiva, we got to work on this area. And to pour out our eyes, like the Pasik says, This element of that's connected to the eyes, that's connected to Palgumayim Yardu Einai, this is the time to do tshuva. To do tshuva. There is such a thing as tshuva in the world. It exists. Even for things like this. To go ahead and spend our days preparing for Purim with Kedusha. Which is perhaps why Shoivivim comes also. Right before Purim. Culminating this week in Ibriyar. Same thing. Right? Because this is the preparation. It's the Tikkun of Amalek. Shaloyi shum davar v'nidnud davar. Hapagam. There shouldn't be any aspect of all the different areas and facets of this Avoita. 
that nothing should be in your hands from the spoils. Really, to just purify. Interestingly enough, we just said that swearing falsely is connected to the Begama Bris. So that's Nikichapayim. I'm going to eradicate the knowledge and the remembrance, the remembrance of Amalek. This bitter, bitter sin and this cluster of negative behaviors, egotistical behaviors. Because we can't do it alone. In this kind of thing, we cannot do it alone. That's one of the interpretations that the Zarakadr says that tshuva doesn't help um, regarding the sin, which all the tzaddikim say should not be taken at face value. There's no such thing, or tzaddik, uh, in, in, in a number of places, and Rabbi Nachman and Sikha Saram, which we'll get to, all that's across the board, the tzaddikim say, do not, do not buy into that Zohar. That Zohar is itself a test, crazily enough. There's some tzaddikim that hold that that Zohar is a test. It's an aspect of the Shomer Pesach that Rabbi Gamliel put when he became the Nasi. He put a Shomer Pesach by the door. And the Kutzker Rebbe said, right, what, what, what was the job of the Shemra Pesach? He was there to check that every person coming in was toichoi kebare, was inside like the outside. Says the Kutzker Rebbe, how in heaven's name is a human being supposed to be able to know whether a person is inside, whether a person, you know, who, how does he know? HaKadosh Baruch Hu is boichin libos v'chloiz b'nei adam. HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows what's going on inside. Human beings can't know what's going on in another person. How did the Shemra Pesach know who was toichoi kebare, who was inside like his outside, who was genuine and authentic and sincere? Says the Kutzker, brilliant idea. Kutzker Rebbe says, you know how he knew? Because the very function of the Shemra Pesach was to be able to weed out the people who weren't Teichei Kibare. Because you know what? The Shemra Pesach didn't let anyone in. The people that went home were not Teichei Kibare because they gave up. For the people who stayed there and said, there's got to be a way, like Hillel, right? Who when he wasn't allowed to enter and he found a way up the roof, when people go ahead and remain there demanding to get in, those people are toichikabari. That's how the Shemra Pesach knew. He wasn't letting some people in and some people not. He wasn't letting anyone in. And that produced the indicator as to whether the people were toichikabari or not toichikabari. Credible Torah from the Kotzker. Why did I mention this? Ah. Because there are those that say that this Zara Kaddish that says that no tshuva can be done on this is the Shemer HaPesach to see if, we're real, if we really want it. Because if we don't go away, like we say in Sicha Zion and Sicha Saram, we learned this together, to be in action and to say, Rabbanu Shalalem, good, don't accept me. I'm still here. <laughs> I don't care. It's such an incredible chutzpah de Gedusha. It's, it's an incredible azuz. That the Viceroy learns in the story of our lives in The Lost Princess, the Viceroy learns this as us not to give up, not to give up. And giant after giant are telling him what you're looking for doesn't exist. And he cries. And what does he say at the very end? We say over there. That there's no davar kaze like tshuva. It's a test. 
but we can't do a uh, but, but there are others that interpret that Zohar Kaddish to say that our own tshuva won't be enough. It needs to be a kind of tshuva that's with Hashem, not a technical tshuva that you know we're going ahead and and and, and washing our face, you know, because we know what's going to happen if we have some dirt on our face. That, that's not what's going on. It's not the tshuva of Yira of El. That's not it. It's got to be the tshuva of a relationship with Hashem. That's the only way, and that's what the Zohar Kaddish is referring to. Tshuva mi Yira doesn't work. Our own tshuva doesn't work. But a tshuva done in tandem with Hashem's presence, tshuva mi Ava Purim, Purim works. Baruch Hamanan Purim, v'nahapachu, the Indian of Zdoinus Napchulus Chuyos. That's the Indian of Purim. That's the Gilui that's shining, the light of Keser, that's shining from the loftiest place, able to illuminate the deepest, darkest depths. The Tikkun of Amalek, that Amalek is Asher Karcha Baderek. You see how everything connects. Everything, everything connects. Everything. In Pneumia Satyra, you start with one idea and it connects to a second and a third, especially in Breslov. And it's just the Pasuk that Shlomo Melech says, I saw a limit to everything. The Torah and the Mitzvahs are infinite, 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 infinite. Infinite. Why? Because it's God's mind. And a Kaddish Baruch Hu is the Ein Sof. And the Torah, the Arisa of a Kuchibrihu Chad, right? Or rather, the Arisa, Yisrael of a Kuchibrihu Chad. We're infinite. A Kaddish Baruch Hu is infinite. The Torah is infinite. And we have capacity in our own limited, tiny mind to encompass the infinity of the Torah and to spend every waking moment of our lives exploring what re- what's referred to as the Yam HaTalmud, right? The ocean of the Talmud, the ocean of the Gemara, and Soyd, don't even start with Soyd. It's endless, endless, endless. What a privilege, what a schus, what an achrayis we have to really go ahead and commit ourselves to learning as much as we can consistently as we can, like we speak about in, in Sicha Saran, but it's got to be, it's got to be with Hashem. L'kayim mitzvahs timcha zecher amolik l'ashav al Hashem l'azav esachet v'chol yicholtai Right, so our back line, Allah, Allah, love lasts as We have to do our tshuva to the best of our ability. To eradicate the zechar of Amalek to the best of our capacity. To do what we can do, when it comes to this, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, do, is doing the V'nahapachu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is demonstrating how we never really sinned, crazily enough, the golden mountain, Purim. You see how the whole story of our lives is Purim? And it could do the same thing with the story of our lives on Sukkot and on Pesach. It's everything, Mamish. This story is everything. People think I'm crazy. People think I'm actually crazy. What are you so obsessed with a tiny little story from a marginalized Hasidic, you know, master from 200 years ago, like, and you're building your whole thing based on this story? People don't get it. This story is everything. It is everything. Every Torah, every concept, every Indian, Rabbi Nachman packed it into this short tale. It is miraculous. It is. But the Indian of the Golden Mountain is itself the Nakuda. I have time to get into the whole thing now. We're running out of time. But the whole Nakuda, we already covered a lot, but the whole Nakuda of Purim, which is that before the Chait, HaKadosh Baruch Hu had already been running things 
laying the foundation of the rectification is itself the Nekud of the Golden Mountain, which is the Hasaga of Yehuda, if you remember, who's Mekadosh in Shemayim Befarhesia, which itself is, is connected to the Inan of Achila and Shion Purim, vis-a-vis Yosef HaTzadik, which is, which is Yom Kippur, that Yosef HaTzadik is, is Mekadosh in Shemayim Betzinah. It's very holy, right? But he doesn't have all the letters of Yud Kevavke in it. Yehuda Me'ikara, right? Like we say over there, Yosef had a letter added on to his name because he was Mekadosh in Shemayim Betzinah. And it was Edus Behi Yosef Shemayim. That's so deep. And, and Yehuda, it emerges and we realize he always had the, the Yud Kevavke in him. That's the Inan of the Purim story. That from the very beginning, HaKadosh Baruch Hu was already arranging this whole Sipur. And that's when HaPachu, Zdoinus, Napchulus Chuyos. They were already mitzvahs, crazily enough. They were, they, were, they were mitzvahs in waiting. And it takes tshuva to go ahead and to flip it around. We have to be very careful with these ideas and we stress the nuance and the delicate nature of these concepts. But if we do it right, and I believe that our chevra is, I do believe that our chevra is, there's a certain balance that we have. There's a certain clarity, a certain nuance. That's what we're trying to give over in the shir of, uh, in the shirim of Tari Yud, right? Hasaga of Aye and Maloy, the Klali Estas Rabbeinu. Yeah, I think we're onto something. I really do. This, this, this path and Avodah Hashem, it's very unique. It's very, it's very, very unique. And I think we're onto something. Ashrenu, you know, it should be Zoha to, to put it into practice, really to put it into practice. We only live once. YOLO, you know, the Kedusha. This is it. We got a mamash. <laughs> this is it. There's no, this is not a dress rehearsal. This is, this is all we got. We got to give it as eighth day, sing so beautifully, all we got. That's all we have, right? And so he says that if we're going to go ahead and, rectified this sin that's connected to the Indian of Amalek, that's connected to the Sarashal Esav, that's connected to the Indian of, at least on one level, the Akum and the Avodah Zarah of the Sarashal Esav. We're not going to have time to get into the Tamar Chacham of Esav, but that, you know, can do the math, you figure out how we need to be Misak in that area as well. But just to close out this Indian with the last few minutes, of Shuvu Elai. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, okay, Shuvu Eli, you take the first steps. And then Vashuva Aleichem. And then I'll finish. So you do what you can do. And that's the Indian of Timche Zechar Malik. HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells us, you got to do it. But at the same time, Hashem promises, Machai Emche, I will do it. Ki Yod Al Keska. Melchem is Hashem Ba'amalik Midardar. Hold on one second. So who's doing the eradication? Is it us? Is it Hashem? And the answer is when it comes to an Indian like this, when it comes to a tshuva that needs tshuva me'ava, when it comes to an Indian of an R that's able to shine down into the light of the deepest chait and transform it v'nahapachu, it needs to be a tshuva me'ava. It needs to be a tshuva that's born out of a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, not stam that's born out of the fear of being hit by a stick that happens to be held by a divine policeman, chatz v'shal. There's a lot going on here. I don't know if I'm giving it over. There, there's a ton that we're going, that, that, that we've mentioned, that, and everything connects. I, we don't have time, we'll take another hour to go through some of what we're speaking about. This is a shear that needs Chazara, for myself. We, a lot came down and a lot of things are connected and it's very exceedingly deep and I think that it's Mamash the essence of Purim. 
we need to do Chazar on this year. And Be'ezer Hashem B'li Neder. I'm going to try to write something up based on this to try to give it a little bit more Seder. But um, but this is the Inyin. Shuvoy Laiva Shuv Aleichem Amar Hashem Tzvakos Pirish Im Atem Mitzidchem Tasu Ashelachem you do what you can do and to try the best that you can. I'll finish it up. So you and then You return up until Hashem. Pirish ata tashuv ad. Shuvu Yisrael, your tshuva is in the realm that's referred to as Ad Hashem Elokecha, meaning to say what you can do. And then after that, Vashar, Yashlam HaKadosh Baruch Hu Ba'adcha, the rest HaKadosh Baruch Hu will, 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 uh, will, will, will complete the process. So Chavra Lisikum, we're in an incredibly exalted period of, of time. It's one of my favorite. I know I say Hanukkah is my favorite, but I think Purim is also my favorite. Right? It's mamish the best time of year because it means to say that everything is wakening up. And Bezer Shem, the weather, you know, will get warmer. And, and, and the snow in certain areas of the world is melting. You know, and, and, and you know, we already had our Tubishvat, but we start to see a little bit the fruits of our Hazar and Bedima, the Barina Yiksayru, and everything wakes up and everything's growing. And it's just an exalted period of time. It's an exalted period of time. And the opportunity of Purim is such that it would be a tremendous, tremendous nebuch if we wasted this time now to prepare ourselves. The same way that we would feel so incredibly broken. If, you know, we woke, we, a person's in a coma, okay, it's an Oynes Rachman Apatri, but a person wakes up, Erev Yom Kippur, uh, wakes up, whether physically, spiritually, and Mamish, we miss the whole Elul, the whole Aser Zemichuva, and now the only avoid you have is to stuff your face like a glutton because that's, you woke up Erev Yom Kippur, you know, and that's your, that's your preparation. Maybe it's very high. I'm sure the Baal Shem Tov, you know, would, would say that that's even higher. Who knows? But it's, but it's, it's, it's Mamish the same thing. If we're going to come into Purim and we're, and, and we didn't use this time properly, it's a chaval. It's just a chaval. So Baruch Hashem, we're doing it. Baruch Hashem with the Torah, Yud Chabura. I mean, it's not too late. Even the Chavra who are intrigued, who, who haven't uh, been following along, it's only been five shir. We do one shir a week. You can take the next five days and spend one hour every day and you can be caught up. It's, it's not a big deal. You know, so you reach out to us, your contact, LPI, whatever it is, and we'll, and we'll arrange that, Bezer Hashem. But our Chavra is, is preparing. But, but let's do it consciously. I'm yearning, I'm yearning for the time. I'm yearning for Purim. I'm yearning for it. I'm yearning for it. And that will make the Hashem. And Dafka to focus on this area, Tshuva, in these two areas, the Ram and the Marav Amalek, the Talmud Chacham, the Akum. So that we should be zeichet to, uh, to the Yom Purim. To the, to the Yom, I'm sorry, to the Yom of Purim that Yom Kippur is, uh, is compared to uh, in, its, in its exalted greatness. Ashrenu Chevra. Thank you so much. Yes, that is the Pasuk. Thank you. I just saw the chat now. Yes. And that day is Darshan. Thank you so much. And uh, what a schus. I really feel so feel so connected to all of you because it's it's not just a sheer. It's not, you know, it's 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 a we're trying to give over a derech, like a derech in Havana, a derech in Avodas Hashem. And um, this is ours. This is ours, so Ezra Hashem.
upward and onward. Maila, Maila, Bezer Hashem. Have a wonderful Shabbos, and Bezer Hashem will continue. Sichas on Tuesday night. Thank you so, so much. All the best. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.